This is Guy Sedell, bringing you stories from people with dirt. Stories from the good, the shady, the honorable, and the bastards. I bring to you the Dirt Pod Podcast. Because we can agree metal sucks shit. Fuck you. the guys at El Dirt Pod Podcast. This week we have uh, two interesting cats. Our, our guest of honor is uh, Terry Burden. He is the host of Park City Television. Uh, it's it's the it's the Wayne's World of Park City. No, just kidding. It's it's actually a cool. It's a legit show. Um, and during Sundance, it's even legitter. Uh, and then um, this week's in studio friend is Brian Bimo Lejeur. Who's a uh, has his doctorate in astrophysics and is an eight-time Jeopardy champion? Is it eight? Eight. All right, cool. Um, before I get into the uh, to the dirt today, a couple things I want to talk about. Basically, I just want to clear my chest from something. Uh, is is I, I had a I had a, a dude on Facebook tell me something because I can't remember what I posted. Something about uh, during Memorial Day. Uh, people love to post a sad picture of a of a coffin or something or a little kid crying because his his dad got killed in the war. People love to post that picture and then post something next to it that says, "Let's not forget this isn't just the day to barbecue or you know some kind of some kind of uh, 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 like you know, hey, I'm heroic because I reminded you what this day is for." It's like calm down. So I said something. Yes, it's it's back padding. So I said something, and somebody's like, somebody somebody said something that you're so negative. Well, I want I want to I want to kind of clear my name here because social media is such a big part of my day to day existence with doing what I do with comedy, um, and and it's kind of my outlet for thoughts for jokes um, because I don't like interacting with people in real life. No, I was kidding, but uh, uh, I, I I I'm cynical, absolutely, but. When you're reading something on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, it doesn't convey tone. Everything I post, 99% of everything I post is humorous, that's, and that's how I mean it. I, I, I mean almost everything because I bust balls. I make fun of different types of people, different cultures, different that, different that, and it's always just to kind of poke fun at the differences in everyday, everyday people, everyday things. It's never malicious. I, I don't. I have friends that do all the things I make fun of. I make fun of myself more than I make fun of anybody in the world. Uh, so I just, I just want to clear that to, to, to let everybody know. If you are on my social media pages, I'm not the curmudgeonly bastard you probably think I am. Maybe I am a little bit, but, but it's not. It's, it's all in humor, people. That said. Bimo, Terry, I got some questions to ask you. Did, I didn't watch it. Did you guys watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because I know we're both, everybody in here is rock music fans and or musicians. Rockers. Yeah. Did you guys watch the induction ceremony? No. I did not. Neither did I. Do you guys know who went in this year? Wasn't it Green Day? I'm going to list you this. Okay. <laughs> here's here's the funny one. Weird out. Ringo goddamn star got inducted. Is it just because he's a Beatle Actually, uh, Ringo initially had the most successful post-Beatles career of any of them. For, uh, r- right away, right? Yeah. Yeah, because he had what song was it? Was it the year 16 or? It was 16 in Photograph. Yes, 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 yes. And he was out ahead of 
Paul McCartney really at that time? Yeah, McCartney kidding? made Ram and then another Right, movie. and Ram was kind of kooky and weird and but, stuff. But, yeah. So. Okay, that's valid, but that was he had two hits, but he fell off pretty quick. Yes, he did. I think Ringo got in just basically because he's... He and that's fine. Any Beatle... Pete Best should be in the goddamn Hall of Fame. Because anybody that's had anything to do with the Beatles, Yoko should be in the Hall of... No, she shouldn't. She Didn't, should be in a coffin. I thought Ringo made a pretty sweet uh, Skechers commercial that... He did. He played did, for a long time. It played know, for a long time. Okay. You know why he's in the Hall of Fame? He did Caveman. <laughs> <laughs> That's he did Barbara Bach. Okay. <laughs> That's why he should be in there alone. Okay. So Ringo Starr, um, the Five Royales. I know we're all the Five Royales fans in here, right? All right. No. <laughs> all right. Edit some cricket noises in there. I was just gonna say. I, I, I wish I had a, a cricket sound that I could make. Yeah. But so the Five Royales made it yeah. in. Uh, let, let's go here. Um, Joan Jett. Okay. Of course. I mean, uh, okay. Yeah. She was, she was a runaway. Yes. Um, she had a huge hit that I didn't know until recently was a cover, which is I love rock and roll. Did you guys know that was a cover? Yeah. She's still touring by the way. She opened for the who. Yeah. And she, she's still hot. She has no interest in, I think uh, she's a, I think she's a, a vegan, so she's going to lived to like 140 yeah yeah that so is true. she's just like she's really hitting her stride now she's barely catching yeah. some momentum absolutely uh i th- I think joan jett should be in uh she she had a pretty strong career through the 90s she's still tours. um she was a runaway but why isn't lita ford in lita ford had a big old hit and she was a runaway not a vegan it's a good point very good point uh she did duet with ozzy though anybody that duets with ozzy come on needs a new one okay this one this one i disagree with lou reed I'm not a fan. My hipness just went out the window. Any any hip cred that could have possibly been here, which I didn't have any to start with. But Lou Reed, he's already in with Velvet Underground. Listen, Bob Dylan plus heroin equals Lou Reed. Bam. You know what? I, I haven't listened to enough Lou Reed to, to say one thing or the other, but he basically speaks, doesn't he, over music? Yeah, I would say he's more important than good. Okay, that's fair. I, that's what I say about Bob Dylan, because Bob Dylan has written some of the greatest songs of all time, but when he sings them, they're terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. And it's very hack for a comedian to go, who's that? and do the Bob Dylan impression, but he's awful. If, if you're listening right now, get on YouTube and look at Bob Dylan's To Make You Feel My Love, and then listen to Garth Brooks's version. Garth Brooks nails it. Bob Dylan destroys his own song. <laughs> And in the rain, going in your face. <laughs> Hack impression. Everybody does the Bob Dylan. But and, and Garth Brooks is all, hey, everybody, I think this is what Bob Dylan meant to say. This is, this is what Bob Dylan meant to say. Um, by the way, we're all drinking right now. Yep. That's, that's, this is the coolest thing ever. I, if I had I known this was going to be the plan, I would have told you to pick up more beer, Terry. <laughs> well, you know, it's my first time here. And uh, he didn't want to look like more a of a well, it's just more <laughs> of a you know, it's an amuse bouche, it's like a thank you for having me sort of thing. A what amuse bouche, right? It? That's a little that's what the chef gives you before you have your regular dinner. It's just like, I'm, hey, I know you came to this damn restaurant because you're hungry, so here with a little something to get you even more hungry. I'm I'm from Helper, have we <laughs> Helper, Utah? We don't have amuse bouches there, <laughs> we, we have pizza oh, yeah, we, because Swift's. Gas we have, station. We have tons of French named things in Clinton, Iowa. Lots. Clinton, oh, Iowa. Wait. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, the other one. <laughs> the other one. And I couldn't agree. Th- this is late. Stevie Ray Vaughan. 
Stevie mm. Ray Vaughan got inducted this year. Um, and, and I'm not saying this because he's dead, because <laughs> I think that makes legends before they need to be made. As a guitar player, Stevie Ray Vaughan, ridiculous. Listen, another thing to YouTube right now. YouTube, a song called Scuttle Button. If there's such thing as shredding in the blues, that's what he's doing. Uh, so Stevie Ray Vaughan, yeah. Are either of you guys fans? Uh, my wife is. She actually saw his last concert. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's her fault. Because we're old. <laughs> You're 49, correct? Yes. Terry, where are you at? Um, I'm 5,000, and I saw Steve Ray Vaughan in Atlanta in 19... Well, it had to have been like in 90. That's when he died. Yeah, that year. And I think, I think so, it was earlier that year at the Fox Theater... And he came out and he said, look, uh, I'm real sorry, y'all, but my uh, throat is very sore and I've been sick, but I sure can't play my guitar for you people. Did he sing? And he didn't sing at all. He couldn't sing. Nobody else sang? Nope. He just ah. did instrumental the entire time. Wow. Well, he is not, I mean, he is a great singer, but that's not what I listened to yeah, before. I think you, I think you're right yeah, on he's, it. Yeah, he's, he, he makes that Strat sing. It was, very, it was, Number it was one. a wonderful experience. I really, I always remember it and. I remember when he died. It was very sad. Very sad. The next one, Bill Withers, whatever. That's so, so old. That's like <laughs> grandma shit. Hey, you know, guy, we're right here. We're, he, I know it's hard for you to see over okay, the now I'm gonna bank sound of like, monitors. I'm going to sound like, I'm going to sound like an ignorant ass, even more so right now. Bill Withers was Stand By Me? No. No, no, no that was Benny, Benny King. King. <laughs> um, uh, Bill Withers was Use Me Up. For which he deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall. Bullshit. He had a bigger hit than that, didn't he? Uh, he did, but that's that's the only one. What's the other one he had? Oh, he had yeah, like a, a big minor, old... E minor. Dum, 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 dum. No, Bill Withers had a monster hit. Yeah, I can't think did. of yeah, it. Was well, it Ain't it. No Sunshine? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Hey, we're going to start a barbershop no, we, quartet. <laughs> all we need is the hats. <laughs> and two more people. <laughs> yes. Well, one. <laughs> Bimo, you're in the group. Okay. Um, now, this well. is this is the controversial one. Uh, 2015 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, Green Day. Yeah. That's garbage. Uh, uh, I'm on the fence. the institution, if there Correct. is such a thing. Well, it, the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a crock of shit. It kind of. It has it, been. It only about 104% is a crock of shit. Right, right. It's it's terrible. Those of you that listen, if if a, uh, if you're not a music snob like we kind of are, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just, people think that's this big honor. Most people that get inducted think it's bullshit because the bands that aren't in is ridiculous. Kiss barely got I mean, in. I was just going to say, you know, when, when Gene Simmons is inducted into membership before and kind of here's the, I think the ultimate sponsorship of Ringo Starr is, I don't care what club you're talking about, you got to put Ringo in that club before you put Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> well, no, Kiss. Okay, like him or not, I'm pro Kiss. Kiss. I am been, too. I am too. And I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a Kiss fan. Uh, a couple I'm a, songs. I'm a Kiss fan. Whatever. But but were they influential? Which is the number one. Uh, a requirement to get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is there more? Is there a more besides the Beatles in influential band than goddamn Kiss? Every kid in the eighties. I can't agree with that. Just on principle, even if right. you're right. If you even if you're right, I can't agree. With Every that. okay in nineteen. Let's say it's nineteen seventy six. Kiss comes out. All those kids want a guitar now, and they and they start all the bands that became the bands in the eighties and nineties. Kiss, as far as influential 
influence goes, that's they're huge. Gene Simmons is a douchebag. Paul Stanley is a tool. Um, you know, they're 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 their credibility's none, basically. They had a couple good songs. I dig. You know, Strutter's good tune. Yeah, as as usual, I like the early stuff. Right. Rock uh, uh rock and roll over. That we was got Terry like Burton, the, the world's oldest hipster. <laughs> it's terrible that that's uh, <laughs> there, there's some truth to terribly true it's so I'm, I'm a metal hipster it's it's fine i know i know when, you when, get your heavy metal shop when when i remember in high school three-quarter length jersey baseball shirt hms on. man super crad when i was in high school 1994 and five uh me and my buddies were listening to a band called corn and everybody's like oh what you gonna listen to next peas <laughs> <laughs> A zucchini. That sucks. That guy just screams. And then a couple years later, Corn explodes, and they're the biggest band on the planet. And now I'm like, God damn it! I lost my favorite band. So now, and now I could care less about Corn. So I'm kind of a metal hipster. Well, I have I have a little bit of of sort of metal cred, which is being from Iowa. Slipknot. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So my my sister, who's like fifteen years older than I am, so she's ninety four. She's four hundred and twenty two years old. Okay, she's retired three times. <laughs> We're having a telephone conversation, and she says, um, "Well, uh, Terrence, do you are you are you familiar with Slipknot?" Huh? Which, uh, that was pretty much all I could take of that particular telephone conversation. Well, how long ago was, was this? so fantastic. Oh, this might be 10 years ago now. Oh, okay. So it's a while back. So they were still a big thing. Huge. Oh, yeah. They were Yeah, they were bigger then. Than, right. It wasn't on like some they level than breaking. they are now. Yeah, no. They were oh, yeah, just they were bigger 10 years ago than they are now. For sure. And uh, so then I'm laughing uncontrollably, trying to hold on to the telephone to continue the conversation. <laughs> And uh, my sister proudly shares with me that her administrative assistant at Mid-American Energy is the aunt of the bass player in Slipknot. Paul Gray. Paul, I, yeah, yes. Who's, who he, died? That's the, that's the fellow who passed away. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, Slipknot's the biggest thing to ever come out of Iowa, musically, I would say. I don't know. I'm, I'm than, sure I'm wrong there. Uh, dead Buddy Holly. Oh yeah, Buddy Holly. Well, he was he, he came from out. Iowa? He did come out. No, but he he, he died went, in Clear yeah, Lake, yeah, I guess Iowa. He, he went so in dead, there. Dead Buddy Holly was the really literally the biggest thing to ever come out of Iowa. I got I got distracted from my original my original <laughs> uh, intent of that. The, the the Green Day got inducted. Mm. Here's here, okay, and and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. But my con garbage. is garbage. this hmm? garbage, garbage, garbage. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I cannot. I would rather listen to a, a school fire than Billy Joe sing. Um, I don't like the band. I don't care for any of their songs. I get it. They're catchy and they're fun, whatever. But is but they 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 were huge and a and a zillion people started bands because they were 14 year old Green Day fans. That's the number one requirement. That's the number one. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for here is to 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 be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They were hugely influential. They ch- they brought um, and I'm using gigantic quotation marks here, punk <laughs> to to the forefront and and made it made it huge. Well, they're a Las Vegas val- lounge act that does punk covers. 
That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Sasha, will you open me a beer? I don't have a cool lighter trick like you. <laughs> Sasha's opening these Coronas with a lighter, like like some kind of frat boy, and he doesn't even like hesitate, like it, like he doesn't struggle with it. Sasha's our producer, everybody. Sasha Bloom. Um, so Thanks, anyway, Sasha. Green Day. What what's what's your thoughts? I mean, you obviously do not like them, but do you think they should be in there ever? Even though they already Emo? are. I think, as you say, they're influential enough that they make the cut, and they're certainly better than the Five Royales. You know, we, well, we don't know the Five Royales. What if the Five <laughs> Royales is like the baddest ass death metal band ever, and we just, <laughs> we just don't know? They're like metal and, and everybody knows except us. Like they influenced you, Venom. <laughs> uh, Wasp. <laughs> Venom. There's a there's a there's a obscure draw for you. Uh, if you look on the internet, there's a funny picture. It's a Venom. If you listen to Venom, they're terrible, but they were like the first death metal band, and they, I think it was EMI Records or BM, some BMI Records, I can't remember, um, they they wrote back, Venom wrote him a letter, hey, here's our band, here's our band, they wrote so many times that Venom typed up a letter, this is in like 81, uh, where it giant letters just said, fuck off, and the F was all Fs, the U was all U's. So it was like this giant banner on a typewriter that said, Dear Venom, we appreciate your application to... And it says, Fuck off! And, uh, yeah, Venom, Venom, they're... Eh, I don't know where I'm going with this. They suck, but they were hugely influential. I'm not saying they should get in the They matter to you, it sounds like, God. They do that's, not. that's all that matters. They, they, no, they influence... You know, in a way that doesn't matter, they matter to you. <sighs> they, you they did like a two-minute bit about Venom. I mean... I know. It's okay. But... I got a beer or two in me. There you go. Crazy man. Crazy. Okay. By the way, I like Green Day. I just, I like Green Day. I just don't, to me, it's inconceivable that that they would be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's all. Well, here's my problem. I love punk rock music, and the thing that I love about the genre is that it's a real challenge to make something original out of three or four chords, Power chords and three or four changes. And right. So you only have a few motif opportunities in one song, and that's really hard. I mean, of course, we, I mean, it all goes back to the Beatles who just didn't. Correct. Right. I mean, they, they also invented punk rock because they proved that you could write songs, right, with three chords and, ha- and, and have a tear running out of the corner of your eye. I mean, that's, that's to me, that's the beauty of modern uh, pop rock music and I like Green Day a lot but I mean in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that, that just says yeah they sold a shit ton of records correct and my that, problem that's, that's really it that's all yeah well record sales versus artistry is two different things my problem isn't with Green Day being in the Rock and Roll Hall right, of it's Fame it's not their fault no my problem is with the bands that aren't in the Hall of Fame Deep Purple's not in the Hall of Fame tell me how many kids started playing guitar because of Smoke <laughs> on the Water um, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And even get away from metal, there's so many other like giant pop bands and all these other crazy. Yeah, I mean, Bill with. Oh. Oh, no, he got in this year. <laughs> Sorry, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, the other one was just the two of us. Right, oh, he did that one. Yeah, oh, was that Bill uh, Withers? That's Peebo Bryson. Oh. No, no, it was not. <laughs> No, people back in the 80s. He Pimo, even though he just put one over on no, us. <laughs> people Bryson was, he did one of the Disney, which one did he, was it Beauty and the Beast? I think it was Beauty and the Beast. 
Uh, or maybe it was Five Old Goes West. <laughs> Somewhere out there. Uh, that's what I think. Five Old Goes is what Kanye and Kim should name their next child. <laughs> I stole that from Twitter. I saw that and I was like, wow. "Damn it! I didn't write that joke." <laughs> Five Old Goes. Hate when that happens. So okay, so that's that's the the 2015 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, which the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a joke. Rush barely got in. Kiss barely got in. I'll wave the flag for Motley Crue. They should be in, even though they're terrible. Um, there's there's just so many. Uh. Well, I don't you feel like the the to me the problem with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is that, and and of course we're you know we're sports fans, we're rock fans here, so we're being passionate You're, about what uh, we exclude uh, the shit out of me on the sports one. I'm just saying that it's the same thing. Oh, oh okay, okay, yeah. I mean, you're whatever it that- is that we're passionate about, and in this case, we're talking about music, and we all care. And to me, the big problem is that the criterion for inclusion, invitation, whatever word you want to use to become a part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is it's clearly all over the board, and 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 it's not a high enough standard, and I and. Again, you know, is it artistry? Is it commerce? Is you know what? If it's artistry and commerce, give me a rough breakdown. Is it fifty-fifty? Is it seventy-thirty? They're right? also yeah, it's just my feeling about it. Well, who votes on it? Industry Good question. Well, there it's, you go. It's like, and, right. You know, if you sell a hundred million records, you're going to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Doesn't matter how much crap you do. Right. Um, they are. They're also very loose with the word rock and roll. Yeah. The OJs are in. <laughs> LL Cool J is in. Um. And, and I'm pro LL Cool J. You did not have me at LL Cool J. No, you 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 the op. No, I, ladies listen. love Cool James. You're not a fan. James Smith is a wonderful human being. He does fantastic. He was raised um, down in Queens. Soap opera work. She represents Brooklyn. Ladies love him. And and clearly he was in touch at a young age yeah. with the with the awareness self awareness. Played in the eighties. No, I don't want. I don't imagine that. I can't imagine that. I don't want to imagine Ripped that. Ripped old L Cool J. Wow, wow, wow. Actually, now he's still. He's like fifty now, and still. I no. gotta. I gotta get a photograph during the telecast, broadcast, podcast, cast of some sort. <laughs> some kind of cast. Ga- casting about. Some kind during of the casting about. Casting about. Uh, now you're British. Um, you guys, I don't. Um, talking about the ripping up. The real question is, is LL Cool J killing it on CSILA? Is he still on? Is that still I, a thing? I think it is. Isn't it funny that all the 80s rappers who were like the epitome of anti-cop are now playing cops? <laughs> Ice-T <laughs> is a goddamn cop on television. Listen, cool, cool James is probably making about a cool 10 or 15 mils a year from CBS. The Columbia, the Columbia Broadcast System. Les Moonves are paying him that. Is that what that stands for? I've never thought about that. I thought it'd be. I thought it was commercial, bro. I can't say something, but hey, whatever. It's whatever you want. Um. So yeah, Ice T. Ice T wrote a song that George Bush Senior attacked. He had a song called "Cop Killer." He was the 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 face, the icon of that, and now he plays a cop or did. I think they met on Celebrity Deathmatch. Probably Ice T and. and Poppy and Bush Senior. Poppy Bush. Poppy Bush. <laughs> I just about did a Bush Yale Senior man. impression, but you're welcome. But I didn't. I'm not. I'm not an impressionist, guys. That's not. That's not my thing. I'm not gonna go there. There you go. See, 
thousand points. I'm just I, I the only thing I can do is I can I can just mimic Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. That's all yeah, I can do. Yeah, that's what I was gonna I, I, I was just gonna do. I have nothing original. Dana <laughs> Carvey <contribute>. impression. <laughs> George Bush that guy's still alive, man. He's gotta be four million. George Bush Jr.'s old. And his old man's still kicking. Ain't that some shit? Uh but I spilled some beer on the floor. My I uh it foamed up and I got a couple drops on the floor, so now I'm fired. God, I'm out of here. <laughs> it's oh, so yeah. unmetal. No, that's super metal. I made a mess <laughs> no, of beer. If you smashed a, a full beer over your head, that well, would I be gave metal. you the edited version. Actually, that's what I did. I actually just broke the beer over my head and then peed on it and lit a cat on fire. So that's metal. It's Guy metal. James Hetfield Seidel, everybody, destroying the studio. I had a buddy James that, Hetfield and Tommy Lee in the studio a, today. I had a buddy that used to say 87 Hetfield when something was cool. <laughs> when something was cool, he used to say, man, that's so 87 Hetfield. Now, like, what are you talking about? He's like, what was cooler than James Hetfield in 87? I was like, nothing. He's nothing. like, all right. So, I and I want to keep bringing that back. Man, that's 87 Hetfield. <laughs> That's going to be my new thing, people. So if you start hearing me, let's start it. You listeners out there, something's badass. That's 87 Hetfield. 87 Hetfield. I like it. I'm completely in support of that. Are, are Metallica in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes. Can we revoke that? No, they should, they, should absolutely, they should be in the Hall of Fame twice. Because 1981 through 1990, that's why Metallica should be in the Hall of Fame. They put out more great metal music in those eight or nine years than every other band has since. But, but, but Lars Ulrich, man. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> God, yes, I know. It's so terribly painful that um, Lars Ulrich is... We were uh, recording, um, that's a shitty Lars <laughs> That impression. was not, I liked it. Uh, uh, no, okay. Metallica. You know, we could probably do a good Lars Ulrich with his uh, hard consonants at the end is dumb Andy Gold. I bet he, if he worked at it, he could do a sweet-ass Lars Ulrich Probably because he's always going to the store. Why? Why are you going? Uh, Lars and his drum stool. <laughs> um, fucking. Uh, it was just Napster. I see impression. There's a comedian named Craig Gas who does all these rock star impressions in his Lars. Jim Brewer's Lars is great, but Metallica. Okay, Metallica sucked from '90 on to today. They sucked, but everything they did before that was, was so good. Master of Puppets, Line, uh, Master. It was so good. There's a video online because uh, those of you music kids out there listening, Metallica put out an album in 2003 called St. Anger, which was terrible. They say it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's known for being terrible. And Lars Ulrich, the drummer, had the shittiest snare drum sound ever. And uh, (laughs) Lars makes fun of it now. (laughs) So some some dude got bored and, and put that snare drum in Master of Puppets. And if you listen to it, it's hilarious because it's so bad. Did they did they incorporate Linda McCartney's backing vocals by any chance into that? Hey, let's make this shitty in every way possible. Maybe the actual stuff that was coming out of the microphone that was held by <laughs> throwing the Taylor Swift rap. It, it, totally. And Taylor Swift also, raps. Uh, uh, Just in that one song. Oh God! Why? I haven't heard it. It's a, it's a horror show. And the lead vocal by Enrique Iglesias. He's still a thing. He's good. Oh, well, his voice isn't as resonant since he had the mole removed. But right, he's he's not his old man. He's no Holy he's no Julio. 
Out of all the girls I've laughed before. Uh, Clearly. I can't remember the next line of that song. Is that St. Anger the album that they were recording when they did the documentary? Or yeah. Some kind of monster. Yeah, yeah, and it was right. awful. It was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, biggest band in the world. There's internal fighting. Yeah, my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's get let's get into the dirt here. Let's let's talk to our guests here. We're about the half hour mark. Uh, on the left here, we have Terry Burden from Clinton, Iowa. What the hell's in Clinton, Iowa? Um, there's a lot of processing of agricultural goods: corn, soybeans, pigs. Sounds terrible. Cows. Oh, it's fantastic. Bullshit. It's great. No. No, it's really nice. It sounds like a shitty scene in a Tarantino movie. Like like when they're on their way to somewhere else. That's where they stop. I don't I don't think um Do you have, In my experience, Clinton Iowa didn't have like a sweet ass Sergio Leone soundtrack or anything. No, 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 like no, 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 right, not, right? Not like, like a like a Tarantino. Not cool joint Tarantino, would. but it's like the one where where they like they like stop to get something to eat or something. Uh uh Do you have do you have Clinton Iowa pride? Are you proud? Or is it just where you were? I, where you uh, fell out of your mom? I I'm gonna. Uh, it's all good, man. It was cool. See, you're I, trying I just to be civil to, here. It sucks. Go yeah, ahead and say man, it sucks because you're just, such an optimistic dude. Go ahead and just say it's a piece I, of shit. I, I wanted to. Um, I don't know, man. I just wanted to rock. You're gonna but, run for mayor there one of these days. That's why you're trying to be all <laughs> diplomatic about it. Terry Burden, the mayor uh, of Clinton, Iowa. <laughs> Okay, so Iowa. Here's what I think of when I think of Iowa. I think water towers. Um, yes. With the city's name painted on it. Uh, yes. Shitty diners where the where the where the waitress calls you hun. Um, actually, not that many. No. No people eat at home, guy. True, because everybody has pigs and corn on site. Yeah, when you have, when you when you buy beef by the side, side yeah. beef, side of beef. So you know you're getting some some strips and some 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 ribs uh, and some uh, uh, like probably maybe one fillet. I don't know why there's only one fillet in a side of beef. There should be. Well, like there's only one 20. penis on a body. So there's <laughs> see, you can't. <laughs> anyway, so you got me snorting, man. <laughs> so Clinton, Iowa. Okay, Slipknot came from Iowa. It's true. Um, uh, speaking of shitty bands. Um, actually, I like Slipknot somewhat, kind of. Well, I got a, my, honestly, my claim of my heart of rock and roll is that, uh, Cheap Trick is from, uh, uh, gosh, they're not from Freeport. I don't think they're from Freeport, but they're some, they're from sort of central, north central Illinois, which is only... Uh, about forty-five minutes Across from my hometown, so you don't yeah, get a, you I don't know. Get but my dad, would, but my crap. dad, my my dad is from Illinois, so I'm half Illinois. I'm half Illinois. Is that what they're called? No. Oh, well, that's the that's the uh, wildly politically incorrect uh, mascot of the University of Illinois is uh, Chief Illinois, and he does kind of a high knee dance at halftime of Big Ten games, and it's. If I, if I had a podcast over there, I'd call it <laughs> Illinoising. <No? laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, okay, so Clinton, Iowa yep. uh, it is so deprived of cool shit that they're milking off of Illinois' credit. 
That's no, well, don't say they. Say you, Terry. You, so Terry. Point your finger at me like Judge <laughs> Dredd. What? Oh, and, and Buddy Holly died in Illinois. And the big no, bopper. No, no, he died in Clear Lake, Iowa, out in it, Western. Or, or, yeah, yeah, they were Iowa, out by. Iowa. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, they were out by uh, Omaha. Omaha. It was Did where you know, I didn't know the this. Big Bopper and those guys. I mean, I saw I saw Emo, La Bamba. Back me up. Am I right? Am I right? Big Bopper and Richie Valens. Yeah. Do you guys? I, I I saw La Bamba back in the eighties when I was just a little kid. But I was reading on Wikipedia today. That son of a bitch. He was Richie Valens was only seventeen. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! That's so that's so young. And Big Bopper was like the old man. He was like twenty seven or something. And. uh the, the famous story of Waylon Jennings was supposed to be on that on that plane. Thank God he wasn't, because God bless Waylon Jennings, goddamn legend. Buddy Holly, whatevs. Uh, big bopper, neat. Buddy Holly, the Green Day of 1958. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. we're gonna get some. Ee. Actually, Buddy Holly fans are dead, so we don't have to worry about that. I'd be like, that'd be like ripping on. I don't know, some classical guy that nobody cares about. Well, you notice they made the Valens movie. They made the Buddy Holly movie. They didn't make the Big Bopper movie. It would be some fat idiot with a bouffant haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it would be Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, guys, we're here. Don't forget the Colonel Sanders tie. It's, re- it's yeah, really yeah, the- that stupid, that stupid, huh. what the hell is that called? Slave owner tie. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it that. Yeah. Okay, so you grew up in Clinton, Iowa. I did. Um, wh- when did you leave? Immediately. Immediately, the minute you turned 18? Uh, yeah, well, I graduated from high school, and <sighs> I guess we're going to go there. In uh, May of 1983, before all of you were born. Balls. No, Bimo was like 30. And uh, in, in August, <laughs> uh, in August, I, I made my way west to uh, Des Moines, which is uh, French for the monks. The monks. And uh, spent four years at Drake University there in Des Moines, Iowa. Does Drake University have weird eyes? <clears throat> That's a young reference, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> if there's a 19-year-old listening to this, he'll get it and he'll laugh. <laughs> so, you, so you went to Des Moines. Inside of me is a 19-year-old. <laughs> hey, I don't want to hear what you do on the weekends. <laughs> that, was, that really wasn't an untoward <laughs> observation in any way just this meant that i'm still a really enthusiastic person and nothing worse than that yeah and i'm gonna tell you this and take this as a compliment i know i know better but terry burden is a snazzy ass dresser terry burden's very hip with his clothing and he's very conscious conscious about it and he's very coordinated um he's very well spoken um he has earrings you could easily be mistaken for a gay man i know that and uh, uh, I am, I have been, and that's okay. You you am gay? No, I am mistaken for a gay okay. man. I, have I thought you been just came out on the Dirt Pod podcast. I was going to be, man, we got some killer dirt. Uh, Nobody mistakes you know, me for one. I'm not pretty uh, enough, ever. The thing to me is that, it, like Roll. to say, you know what? Hey, everybody, I'm gay. I don't actually have have any sort of physical relations with men, but just... I'm gay, okay. I'm gay. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I just I, being I, gay. I really, 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 really like pretty girls, but I'm totally gay. Whatever. I don't know. It's it's almost a, really it's a compliment it. these days. Back in the day, it used to be a taboo <laughs> thing, but now it's like if you say say you look like a gay man, you're like that means you're a good dresser and you have some style. <laughs> you mean so, like so Clinton '83? 
As what? Greg Proop says, I'm straight, but I make no case for it. <laughs> there you go. I like that. That that's so, a keeper. Right so you there. went to college, and you mentioned. I want to hear some of your college stories. Did you get Did you get into anything crazy? Did you do anything? Well, uh, or was you a nerd? I was um, my freshman year. I was I was quite concerned because I had uh, received some academic scholarships and. Uh, my parents were also kicking in, so I felt like uh, you know, as as one might say in the modern parlance, "Don't be a douche, Terry." Just not let people down. So my freshman year in college, I just crushed it, and then uh, and then I joined a fraternity my sophomore year, and by that point, I was really, you know, I was I, I wasn't driving the bus, but I was I was definitely on it. I was on, I was on I was in the front couple rows of the bus so I had a really great time. I did do the fraternity experience. So did you get did you get uh, did they have like an initiation? You know what? The experience that I had was 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 devoid of douchery. I mean there was yeah, it wasn't we didn't get hazed. It was really cool. It was real I yeah, I know, right? But uh, Theta Chi uh, Gamma Tau chapter at Drake University. They did not. They really didn't fuck with us. I mean, we partied hard for sure, but um, you know, to my knowledge anyway, we were pretty responsible people. I don't think that there was. Well, the uh, the roofie had not yet been invented, and I don't. I don't. I hope anyway that there wasn't people with which I shared uh, a membership in this organization who were doing you know victimizing women or or men for that matter, but. Man, I think it was pretty cool, but we did party hard. Very now, now very the, the the the, the I'm going to switch. I'm going to make that same question for uh, over here for Bimo Brian Moore. Bimo, um, you are a, a, a doctor of astrophysics, correct? Correct. I'm going to assume that your college experience wasn't much different from Terry's. <laughs> maybe maybe less exciting, even. Oh yeah, it was pretty unexciting. I did not join a fraternity, um, <laughs> but you probably got your which, ass kicked by a couple. Uh, it happened. <laughs> so so yeah, there was there was there was no Animal House shit going on in the astrophysics department. No, the craziest thing I ever did was I stayed up twenty four hours in the um, library. Uh, man, <laughs> have you had sex yet? Uh, not until sophomore year, which of of graduate school nineteen ninety eight. So 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 Terry, you you joined the frat. That all happened because yes. you 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 had told me that your family put a very strong emphasis on education. Huge, huge, and that your your so you got a degree in what? Finance. Could it, Bachelor of Science. Uh, could it be more boring? Like well, I was trying. Well, well, if Bimo raised his hand. Could it be more boring? But Bimo studies space. I know that's a little that's a little more exciting. I was You're in the closet, man. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't fabulous yet. Not yet. So, what'd you do after college? Become <laughs> a bean counter. <laughs> well, first I uh, obtained a master of business administration, which is completely redundant. But but that drops in panties. <laughs> listen, nothing prior to. I know I probably got to go about oh three. Nothing prior to 03 really was panty dropper in my life. Because that, that was when you were playing responsible business money counter guy. Yeah, it was, a, it was always the, it was the nights and the weekends, man. It was the bands. So, so you, you have been, and I know that you're a musician, and we're, we're talking about going to the Guitar Center after this mm-hmm. um, to drool, and basically that's porn. I might 
be pinching myself. I'm gonna probably spend some money I don't have. Um, so you were in a band. Man, like my saying is, did you get married or anything young? No, no, you you no. did you didn't get married till later. That's correct. Okay, so you had the the full band experience, as did I, of being a single man in a shitty bar cover band on the weekends. I like to say that I played in ninety nine bad bands and one really good one. Really? Yeah. Yep. What were they called? Sargasso Seas. Do you know why you guys didn't make it? Nobody can Google that name. Oh, we're on Reverb Nation. You can, Are you? Yeah, ReverbNation.com forward slash Sargasso CS. How do, how do you, Sargasso, how do you spell You might as well name your band Flobita Hot 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 Hot. I got hired, man. It's not my, wasn't oh. my creative vision. Okay, all right. If I, was, if I joined, if I started a band today, I'd name it The. <laughs> Absolutely. You Google us. Bam. My, right there. My favorite band name ever comes from when I was in eighth grade in Clinton, Iowa, and some buddies started up their own band. It didn't matter that they couldn't play instruments, but they were called The Dudes. The Dudes, man. <laughs> Come on. There's... Why are the dudes not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Let's Everybody, <laughs> let's go around the room and weigh in. I remember when I was a little kid, my oldest stepbrother, who's significantly older than me, said, if I ever start a band, I'm going to call it Two Out of Three Dentists. And I... <laughs> And I always wanted to start a band called Two Out of Three Dentists. When I did start a band, nobody was on board with that name, but I, I wanted to start a band called Two Out of Three Dentists. And then there's the old, the old uh, line, what did it start a band called Free Beer? And when you put it on the marquee, uh, the oldest, oldest trick in the book. But uh, I love that. So you, did, so you did join some bands, and you had the band. Did you, did you do some, I bet you out-partied your, your college days in the mm, bands. No, oh. because I had, to, I had to get up and go to work the next morning. <sighs> yeah, I, I, no, had I get to, that. I'd wear a suit. I wore a suit for a lot of years, bro. Did you go? Did you have cocaine residue on your suit ever? No, I, I was not. I was not at that level. I was. I was too young to have the chops to like go to, and go to New York and work for Goldman Sachs. And I mean, there. Were, you know, I knew guys that did that kind of stuff. But New Year's yeah. Eve, Y two K ninety nine over to two thousand. Yes, I turned twenty one that year. So I. I mean, I had drank before, um, but I was legal now. So we get hired. Uh, my band gets hired to play this this gig in Moab, Utah, and uh, I'd studied. I'd, I'd I'd done this the song "Auld Lang Syne." I'd spent like two months making my own like metal ass <laughs> shreddy guitar solo version of "Auld Auld Lang Syne," and uh, we go to Moab, and and that night was on a Friday. Y two K was on a Friday night. Uh, we were booked to play Friday and Saturday, so uh, we play our set, and then like. 15, 20 minutes before midnight, we take a break so that we can get everybody drunk, you know, buying drinks and, and the countdown. So we do the countdown. Oh, three, two, one, happy new year, blah, blah, blah. And I play my stupid ass shit watered down Eddie Van Halen all the time. It was awesome. No, no. No, no, it totally was. I thought Let's I, make, just make it awesome. Revisionist what, I, history guy. True. I, I Fireworks were going off. <laughs> Chicks were throwing their panties at me. I like it better. It's way and, better. So I hit the final note of Auld Lang Syne. I let it ring out. Yeah. Well, prior to this, in that break, in that 20 minutes, I had done a tequila shot and then another one and then another one. Tequila takes a minute to creep up on you. I think I did nine or 10. Oof. So we play Auld Lang Syne. Yeah. Last note and then down. I'm out. I'm done. Gone. Nice. Couldn't finish the set because stupid ass. Had to play. I couldn't play the rest of the night, so we were we were still booked for Saturday. Well, I spent that entire day, and all the guys in the band still make fun of me to this day. I couldn't stop shitting. Like, 
like by eight o'clock, I'm like, where is it coming from? What's coming out of me? I haven't. I don't see a hose hooked up anywhere. It, it was frustrating. And then I, I remember specifically, I forgot to bring a shirt down there. <laughs> so I was like, I better go buy a shirt for tonight. Uh, so so I left and I couldn't even get out of the parking lot <laughs> because I had to Dukes of Hazard it back in to get back on the shitter. I couldn't leave the hotel room. And then finally, I guess I just ran out of steam at about 8.59 because we had to go on at 9 o'clock. So I went back and played. But ever since then, I can't even smell tequila. I can't even... A margarita, anything. <laughs> what did you guys have? That you guys have a drink that you can't handle anymore. Uh, Cuervo. Cuervo. Yeah. That partic- I mean, t- not tequila in general, but just that particularly one Cuervo. Just- D- oh, oh, only just absolutely terrible tequila. Yeah, is, your, it, is your only problem. Is if it tastes like that, Cuervo is exactly. good. Isn't Cuervo good tequila? No. 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 Oh, I thought it was, I don't know. Petrino Patron's expensive tequila, right? Is that good tequila? All tequila to me tastes like fucking dragster fuel. I don't ha- want anything to do with it. That's Cuervo. Mexicans Mexicans are the worst at putting bullshit in their body. Go to Rancho Market. <laughs> and, and I'm part Mexican, you bastards listening. Go to Rancho Market. They got fucking chicken feet. Not the cool Sammy Hagar band. They got chicken feet in a box for nice, you to take nice home. Nice reference, man. And do whatever you want to do with. And, and granted, I eat menudo, which is a soup made out of cow guts. Right. I love it. Right. But I don't Who the hell eats feet? So Mexicans also make tequila. Stop making bullshit, Mexico. You, you make some, like, uh, thanks if, for if, tacos. If nobody drinks Jose Cuervo, then they won't make it anymore. But that's then, all, that's but all then I'm saying. Another, that's then they'll I'm just make that. a knockoff of Joe Cuervez. Oh, listen, Jose Cuervo. Is that the cheapest tequila? Is 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 delivered in glass bottles. That makes it relatively you we move into the category of stuff that is alcohol what? based that is delivered to you in a plastic bottle. That's a terrible terrible category. Oh, it's gigantic. It's Cuervo's just, in plastic. No, it's not. It's in, that's what I'm saying is relatively speaking Cuervo is not the worst thing you can put into your corpus because there's a lot of really terrible terrible i always thought okay awful Cuervo, alcohol of different kinds that is patron is the micro brew of tequila and cuervo's the bud light there's worse but there's also a lot better yeah it's not milwaukee's best okay <laughs> that's the best you can say about it all right i saw a dude the other day speaking of milwaukee's best eight in the morning i was going into 7-eleven and there's a dude eight in the morning walking out with a 24 rack at Goddamn Milwaukee's best. And I'm like, you fucked up somewhere. Hey, man, graveyard, right? Got his day Even planned. if, even if, if you need beer bad enough to where you'll drink 24 Milwaukee's best, you fucked up somewhere. Maybe you had a date. I can see, hey, I got a growler of fucking Boulevard. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was his birthday and that's the way he'd like to celebrate, okay? Then he fucked up. Touche. Touche. Milwaukee's best is like, there's no excuse to drink it because the only reason you drink it is because it's cheap. And if you drink cheap beer, that means you have a problem. If you if you need to get the beer in you that bad that you'll drink 24 Milwaukee's Best, you fucked up. The reason you drink something is the price by can. You fucked up somewhere. Exactly. If economics come into <laughs> yeah, your drinking, it's true. I'm a beer. I'm I'm not a beer snob. I'm not one of those fucking. Oh, this is a little hoppy with some uh, oatmeal after notes. <laughs> I'm not that guy. But I won't drink shitty beer. I don't like it enough to where I will drink a goddamn PBR, which I know is the cool beer. That's the hip beer. It's not cool, man. It's okay. PBR. N- n- nobody. It's not necessary for anybody to repeat that anymore. Because with food, I'll eat shitty food because you're hungry. It'll make a turd. 
but beer, it's never like, oh, God, I have to have beer, so I'm going to drink this Keystone. <laughs> I've never needed beer that bad. But then I don't know. It's a good point. It's true. Anyway, it's tequila. True. Tequila's gross. F tequila. Uh, what else do Mexicans make? They make good beer. Mexicans make the best beer. Uh, Dos Equis. Uh, Corona. I like skunky beers. Excelente way. Um, what else do they make? Um, Terrible music. No. Mariachi music's the best. I was raised on it. My mom listened to that I stuff. I was thinking Tejano. Oh, yeah. That's just terrible. <laughs> that's tough. I got I to gotta raise a hand, though, and, and give some love if we're going to talk about Mexican music because I got some buddies from Mexico City called the Rising Sun, and they come up here to Utah, and they tour around a little bit. They're young guys, but... What kind of band are they? Uh, they're, they're a trio, and it's, it's basically cream. It's cream. Okay. It's That's, that was the next really, thing I wanted to get into. Really you great. Hosting Park City TV, PC TV, for those you don't listen. Wayne's World. Um, Wayne's World. No, Party no, no, time. no. Excellent. I, I make fun. I make fun, but PC TV is legit AF. It is legit shit. Um, this, the studio, I've done the show several times. It's, it's the studio's great. The production's very professional. Everything's, and then you guys have some solid ass guests. The last time I was there, I'm sitting in the waiting room. Uh, with this chick next to me. I don't know who she is. She's talking on her phone and blah, blah. And I was like, oh, who's this person? And then you bring her on, and it's Peekaboo Street. And I was like, I'm just sitting next to a goddamn Olympic medalist. And I'm like, whatever, some chick. <laughs> well, it's true. She is some chick. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, we're going to do, we're gonna do like the categorization a, thing. But She's like definitely rad. When, you, when you're good at something, you get credit. I'm sorry. Totally. If you're just, if you're, hey, look, I'm... Why do I? Why do you think I invite you on the show, guy? To to even it out a little bit. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus! Really? So who who are some <laughs> of the, who are some of the best guests you've had on there? What's what's some notable some notable characters you've seen? I'd have to say the first big deal that happened when I when I started working at Park City Television. It was my first Sundance. Uh, Donovan. The Donovan, Donovan, who taught, according to legend anyway, taught John Lennon how to finger pick as a, as a story, as a thing. And uh, Donovan was playing the uh, BMI. He's alive? Turns out. Huh. Was close, but. Right. He's, well, I'm, he managed, I don't mean that in a but he managed to he, he managed to squeeze out like three songs, right? It, right really? there at the end of his life in the oh, studios so of Park City. No, he's not dead. Oh. He's totally not dead. Okay, you're being facetious. There we go. Yeah. So Donovan, that was yeah, me, yeah. insincere. Um, <laughs> yeah, he showed up with his uh, longtime significant other, very nice lady, and a, a publicist person from BMI. Okay, pause. And, when you say longtime significant other, that leads me to believe it's person of the same sex you could have said you could have said girlfriend or wife but anyway uh it's true I, I didn't use either of those words but right she was a nice lady like, this How's is that? my partner right uh so donovan's it wasn't his wife i have no idea guy. <laughs> perhaps they had just had a I, rededication but, ceremony that he's got to be 80 aware of. right he doesn't have to be, but maybe Ish. he is. Yeah, no, he's probably he's between what were, what were, seventy like, and seventy-four. Okay, How's that? <laughs> I'm familiar with Donovan, but pro- most people might not be. What did he have a big hit tune? They call me Mellow Yellow. That's correct. Uh, yeah, call me Mellow that's like the, that's like the coolest song ever. 
Like yeah, yeah, that's like, pretty cool. Yeah, I bet he was wearing sunglasses when he sang that. Um, I'm just wild about saffron. Yeah, you can't sing that song without sunglasses. He's probably smoking a cigarette too. That's, yeah, that's, yes, he he was doing all those things. Okay, so Got Donovan, it. Donovan was your first big. Yeah, he was he was my first. Uh, like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait! I'm just freaking out over here trying mm-hmm. to keep everything moving through the all the interviews and everything for morning live shows and then do these music recordings in the afternoon and uh yeah donovan came in and was just super chill and and to be completely stereotypical about it was like hey cheese cup of tea love he's fantastic oh he's british he's so nice yeah oh yeah 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 totally oh, okay nice really i've seen great. the wall at, at pc at the pc tv studios you said you've had some heavy hitters in there man yeah there's there's you know it's a it, it's a crazy chaos theory sort of what happens and who shows up at park city television there's there's really no there's no way to quantize it and to kind of make an algorithm out of it it's just sort of pure luck who who you quote unquote book and who actually shows up who who had you the most starstruck this year i had the most one of the most awkward experiences of my entire life that was simultaneously a gigantic thrill. And it took me a few months to watch a moment of the interview. Uh, and that was uh, Tig Notaro. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she came. And, and I was probably more verklempt as a, as a fan. She, those of you that know her, she's a comedian, but she's also very, like, she's an icon. Um, yeah. For yeah, for a few things, she had, she's a cancer survivor. Um, she's she's very held in very high regards in like the feminist world. Um, she's she she's one of those comedians that doesn't just go up and make jokes about it. So it's blowing a guy in a bar. She's very profound. Um, I met Tig years ago before I knew who the hell she was. I opened for her, and she was like, "Oh, hey, Tig, how you doing?" And then she became Tig. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, God damn it, I should have, you know. You know, prep that a little better and, and spend more time getting to know her and asking questions. But no, I did not. Uh, there's so. a there's a great photograph that was taken of of Tig and I, and that's, that's the only time I'm ever going to use that <laughs> phrase. I think because <laughs> I'm probably never going to get to meet her again. She'd be like, "Oh, that's a jackass from Park City Television." No, but get him out of the building, would you please? But there's a great photograph of us during commercial and we're not looking at one another we're not communicating and and she's sort of famously inscrutable so i, I kind of felt like I'm, it's not my job to become a buddy with her even mm-hmm. though that would be right i would just be like like if we had like a besties photograph together <laughs> I, I could die happy but i knew that wasn't going to happen and there's this perfect photograph of us like looking in different directions during a commercial and both of us just look like we're Awkward. waiting for a, a, some sort of a checkup at the doctor <laughs> it's really really great but it, it meant a lot to me and we did take one nice photograph together and that was really sweet That's awesome. uh before we get out of here i want to i want to i want to ask bimo some jeopardy questions so bimo nice. not not like alex trebek uh uh Eight-time Jeopardy champ. What years? Uh, or year? Ninety-three. Okay, was, was the original run, and then the Tournament of Champions in ninety-four, and then I went back in two thousand five. 
Nice. And so a total of eight wins? Uh, depends on how you count a tie, but as seven, two, and one, or eight and two. Ah, wow. Is, uh, ha- okay, I've always thought this. You read, you read the Jeopardy questions on the thing when Alex is saying them. There's no way everybody can know that much shit. Do they give you, like, what to study up on? Nope. They are famously... Uh, it's, it's all random? That. Yeah. Wow. You're smart as balls, dude. You didn't have to study anything? That's true. Well, you you know, well I mean, just before... Yeah. Your state you capitals, they might show up. Yeah. Stuff like that. Huh. Presidents, make sure you got them in order. I wish Rock and Old Jeopardy was still a thing. I'd go and fuck some people up on that. But real Jeopardy, they're like practical knowledge? No, I'm useless. Was Alex Trebek cool? Now you had you you met Alex in the mustache days. Oh yeah, yeah. He cut it off like a sellout. <laughs> so, uh, you don't get a. The only time you really get to talk to him is they show you after the game. You're allowed mm-hmm. to talk to him, but he's uh, they rush him off because since he knows the answers and because of all oh the they don't want you channels. speaking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've always been impressed at how he knows how to pronounce shit too. He'll be like, the Lizzie Hall was founded in 1944. And you're like, dude, you, that was pretty slick there, Alex. Yeah, he doesn't even like slow down. He's no, he just, boom, nails it out. Uh, how much money did you win total? Uh, just under 140000 That's like 10 years wages for me. High five. <laughs> did you buy a house with it? Uh, put a down payment on a house with it. Well, I live in Sugar House. They don't have $140,000 houses. There. You could have bought five houses for $140,000 in 1983. <laughs> Yeah, Sugar House, Saratoga Springs. So, yeah, he can go down there and live with the 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 widest community ever. <laughs> Cedar City, C- Saratoga Springs makes Cedar City look like Brooklyn. Panguitch, Panguitch, Panguitch. I think there's some conspiracy theory shit going on in those weird small farm towns like that. There's probably like dudes making bombs in their sheds. Uh, I don't know how we got off on this, but that is this week's. That's episode three of the Dirt Pod Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, tell all your friends, Airhole Media, subscribe to it on iTunes. I want to thank my guest, Terry Burden, who Thanks, will guy. eventually be that, a burden. Wait, do you have kids? You don't have kids, huh? Nope. Nope. You're going to die alone. You won't be a burden Just society. To Just society. Just society. Uh, and Brian Bemo Moore, uh, thank you guys for coming in. I'm Guy Sedell. Till next time, we'll see you later. Later.